Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to this episode of the Margaret Podcast Show. Brought to you by Compi Magic Associates. And hosted by its CEO, Gordon Fletcher. Compi Magic Associates is a digital marketing company that provides Facebook ad management services, chat bot marketing, as well as marketing analytics and reporting for CEOs and other key decision makers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to this of the Magnet Podcast Show. Today, we are privileged to have as a guest, Malik Bagat. He is the managing director at Eret, which is a fast-growing grow, global consulting company that has made uh, the list of Inc. 5000 uh, for the, in the last year. Prior to joining Eric, Malik worked for Prodverty Consulting, Heron Consulting, as well as Ensign Young. He, he holds a bachelor's, a bachelor's degree in accounting and finance from the University of Mumbai and a master, a master of business administration degree from SPJIMR, also in Mumbai. Malik, it's good to have you for this episode and welcome. Is there anything you'd like to add to my introduction before we go on? Uh, no, Gordon, that was great. Thanks so much for the kind words. Okay, great. Th- thanks. Uh, okay. So, Malik, you are an, you, you are an expert and a, a thought leader in the healthcare industry. My question to you is, what is the state of healthcare today? And how does a rate work within the healthcare industry? Uh, good question, Gordon. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think healthcare uh, is an exciting industry to be in uh, at this time. Um, I believe it's in a continuous state of churn evolution and innovation. Uh, and for the most part, I think that's headed in the right direction, all, all, of, these, uh, all of these changes. Um, when I say that, what I mean is um, it is heading in the direction of uh, figuring out a more, uh, a better way to drive uh, and measure value. Uh, it's moving in the direction of increased transparency. Uh, it's looking at ways in which technology can leveraged uh, it's been a little bit of a laggard in, in you know in sort of adopting technology and I think it's catching up fast and seeing how technology can prove to be disruptive um, and I think it's also moving from treating a disease or a specific interaction between a patient um, and, a, and a, a physician to treating the individual and the environment holistically uh, not just the disease so I think overall, uh, it's an exciting time to be in. There are a lot of changes, a lot of evolution, a lot of innovation, but um, you know, I, I think it's headed in the right direction. Uh, what all of this brings, obviously, uh, all of this change brings is um, uncertainty. 
uh, it brings disruption uh, and uh, it results in a need for companies and entities operating in this industry to sort of constantly evolve themselves. Uh, and that's where I think a read comes in. I think what we do is uh, we are working across the spectrum of entities in the healthcare value chain. So payers, providers, uh, pharma uh, pharmaceutical companies, PBMs, uh, physician groups, uh, you know, whichever entity you, you sort of think of in that, uh, in that value chain, we work with all of them. Um, we primarily support clients in dealing with all of this disruption that I mentioned, uh, better utilizing and adapting to technology, um, dealing with change, which is more systemic. So there is a whole flurry of uh, small, medium, and extremely large mergers and acquisition activity happening. And so that brings about its own set of change and disruption. So dealing with that, um, we're also spearheading uh, and sort of supporting their efforts in areas around digital and analytics. Um, population health is a big focus and that's an area that we support our clients with in, in several ways but across all the different type of work that we do uh, within healthcare our single-minded focus is improving our clients profitability without having any negative impact on the quality of care uh, so I think that summarizes um, what Areed does um, in, in the healthcare industry Okay, so basically, um, you good. Let me take a minute to acknowledge one of our sponsors, Call Page. Gain 75% more calls from your patients, customers, or clients on your website by using Copy to route calls from your website to customer support or support staff in just 28 seconds. Try out call page by going to lp.compymagicassociates.com slash call page. You try to streamline op the operations or the processes of your clients to make them uh, profitable and also without um, sacrificing quality in the delivery of healthcare. Is that correct? That is correct. And one more thing I would like to add, Gordon, is... Uh while we do all of this, um, we have a bias towards trying to do it without uh, without reducing headcount. So it doesn't mean that, you know, that absolutely does not happen. At times, it just has to happen as you have some uh, fundamental changes like M&A, et cetera, happen. But uh, our bias is towards helping clients improve efficiencies, profitability, reduce costs, drive savings. Uh, without looking at headcount reduction as the, you know, sort of the go-to first option. We think that should be the last option. And okay. so we drive savings uh, in every other way possible. And only when there is no other option, we would possibly consider headcount uh, as, as something to look at. Okay. 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 Because I'm glad uh, you guys use that approach because uh, for any organization, your uh, human resources or your personnel is going to be your uh, biggest cost as well as your biggest asset. So you've got to sort of uh, strike a delicate balance between the two. A absolutely. I, you know, even, you know, so maybe going back a little bit to it, I mean, one of our principles is uh, we believe in the power of people and we believe in the power of enriching and empowering people. We think 
uh, every organization, like you said, every organization's employees are their biggest assets. And uh, if the organization is not succeeding, it is more than likely because we are not able to sort of unleash the potential and the power that that asset base of employees has. And it's it's about equipping them with the right tools and technologies and you know empowering them with decision making uh, capabilities to make that happen. So for the most part, we think that that works. You know, obviously in exceptional circumstances, one has to look for uh, you know headcount reduction options as well. So like I mentioned, M and A is one such situation. Uh, some companies are looking at a turnaround. In that case, sometimes it's in- inevitable. But then the way to look at it is you know if you're if you have a company that might go under. Mm-hmm. completely a hundred percent of the workforce will lose its will lose their jobs vis-a-vis if you can mm-hmm. help them turn around if 30 mm-hmm. percent lose their jobs but 70 percent retain it that is still a better outcome mm-hmm. so i would say outside of these exceptional circumstances our focus is absolutely to drive those efficiencies without producing headcount okay yeah so what are what are the main challenges um uh, you face when you're trying to uh, solve uh, problems in the healthcare industry. I mean, what are uh, healthcare leaders concerned about, and uh, what's working, and why? Yeah, I think uh, you know. I mean, there are several challenges like you would expect with an industry as complicated and large as healthcare. Uh, but I think one, you know, some of the key issues that we come across on a day-to-day basis. Uh, one of the first uh, challenge is data. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is there is a lot of data available and increasingly more and more data is you know, becoming available within healthcare. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is how do you truly leverage it, make sense of it into something that is actionable? So mm-hmm. you know, what data do you tap into? What sort of analysis do you do on it to derive mm-hmm. insights that you can actually take action on uh, to drive results? And I think that's where, that's an area where we think our clients, um, you know, tend to struggle. Different clients are at different stages of maturity in that mm-hmm. process. Uh, but for the most part, uh, we we can provide a lot of value there. Um, we, uh, you know, one of the advantages that we bring to our clients, our clients' value is market intelligence. You know, we work with mm-hmm. a significant number of players in this space. So we have seen what has worked and what has not worked in several different organizations across the country mm-hmm. and the ability to bring that to a conversation with uh, you know with the ceo or a cfo of a client uh, you know mm-hmm. they, they tend to value that quite a bit uh, so i would say data and and making sure that you are really driving value from the data is, is a big challenge mm-hmm. uh, i think the second challenge which is not necessarily unique to healthcare but i feel like healthcare does struggle with it given all the different uh, sort of uh, you know uh, entities and broken relationships it has inherited over the years, uh, and then that challenge is uh, execution. So you can do all the best analytics in the world, and you can find the right insights, and you can say yes, these are all actionable. But unless there is someone that takes that action, mm-hmm. and there is a way to measure the action and the success and the results from that, you know, it is it is pointless. You know, one of our clients says, "Paper accepts anything," right? So. Mm-hmm. You can put anything on paper. It could look nice. It's a nice business case, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter unless you can execute on that and, and it actually makes its way through on your PNL in terms of an impact. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's a challenge, and we um, are, are right in the middle of ensuring that we can help our clients 
not just identify the right opportunities, but actually help them mm-hmm. get implemented uh, and then measure the results. Uh, a third uh, challenge I'd probably want to bring up is how to effectively deal with all the technological changes and innovation mm-hmm. that healthcare is experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know for, as an example, right, um, you know, telehealth, you know, mm-hmm. it's a huge potential and a huge development, but mm-hmm. it's new. You know, the, the, the government is still dealing with how to mm-hmm. sort of figure that out and how to reimburse for that. Clients mm-hmm. are figuring out ways to use that effectively. Where do you use it? How much do you use it? How do you pay for it? How do you value the impact, et cetera? Uh, another example I can give is, you know, robotic process automation, uh, mm-hmm. which is essentially how do you take processes which are either manual or essentially broken and more convoluted and use digitization and technology to automate as much of that as possible and obviously leverage, you know, data and artificial intelligence and all those elements. But it's easier said than done. You have to find the right use cases uh, mm-hmm. and the right sort of approach to to make it work so i think that's another area where we help and you know another one i'd bring up in the same space of technology and innovation is the social determinants of health mm-hmm. you know so like i said you know um, all all clients are thinking about you know it's not just about treating the, the patient for oh i have a headache okay let me treat your headache mm-hmm. it's about you know uh the holistic health so physical mm-hmm. mental uh and and pharmaceutical you know in terms mm-hmm. of the, the drugs and then looking at where the member stays, what the member's lifestyle is, what are other challenges that are resulting in some of these things from happening. So how, I mean, that is, again, theoretically sounds great, but how do you translate that mm-hmm. into data and analysis and actionable mm-hmm. insights to do something with that you can measure mm-hmm. uh, a return on investment on? I think that's an area that we're also helping mm-hmm. our clients with uh, significantly. Yeah. Let me take a minute to acknowledge one of our sponsors, Right message. Right message allows you to boost your marketing with personalized, highly converting content. Your website visitors are unique. Stop showing them the same static content. Personalize it for them. Would you? Try right message by going to LP compymagicassociates.com slash write message. Yes, as, as in the face of these uh, challenges, how do you leverage uh, digital and data services to create solutions for your clients? Uh, yeah, so, you know, you know I, I, I think of data uh, for the most part as you know, almost like a lifeblood today of, for any organization, so including healthcare. Um, and it's all about using, leveraging, augmenting that data to be able to take the, you know, the right decision at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where, you know, that's how we think of where we currently support and want to continue supporting our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we bring to the table? We, we, like I said, we have incredible market intelligence. Uh, we worked with, you know, more than 80 different health plans across the country. We work with some of the leading PBMs across the country, pharma companies, we work with some of the leading provider organizations, all of that has given us access to different points of data that allow us to sort of look at it holistically and drive value for whichever client we are working on. So, you know, that is one thing we leverage significantly in client's value. 
The other thing that I that I mentioned is, um, you know, we focus on making that uh, our solutions are focused on making that data actionable. So what mm-hmm. that means is it's not about, you know, hey, we have a solution or we have a product and, you know, can you deploy it? And OK, thank you so much. We go from here. Uh, everything we do is essentially leveraging the, the best in class approaches and methodologies, but it is customized. Every situation is unique and every client problem is unique. And our, our, our goal is to make sure that we are able to uh, sort of address that in a way that it really makes sense for that specific uh, uh, client. Um, I think the other, uh, you know, thing just in general from a data and analytics standpoint, I mean, so we, we have uh, a dedicated team uh, called the Center of Data Excellence, which is a team of data scientists. Uh, and we leverage them significantly as well. We sort of are able to bring together more elements of data, more sources of data, more volumes of data, make mm-hmm. sense out of it. Um, and we also collaborate uh, a lot. So we don't do this in terms of, hey, we are the expert and we'll come in and tell you what to do because today, you know, I genuinely think no one has a corner on brains. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have to collaborate, share thoughts and ideas and collectively you're going to come up with something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so work, we work very closely with, with uh, you know, clients to driving these, uh, these uh, solutions. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, to sort of summarize it, what we help clients through sort of digital and data services is if it is analytics, then mm-hmm. doing the right type, you know, getting them access to the right type of analytics and data and eventually mm-hmm. transitioning it to them so they can be self-sufficient and manage it. Mm-hmm. And if it is processes, then looking for ways in which to digitize them and sort of um, use digital options and technologies to make the, uh, the process smoother, more efficient, and then drive value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how do you uh, see digital and data solutions evolving in the future? Uh, so, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a, uh, fortune teller or, or you know I can't see the future too much so you know mm-hmm. um, I'd probably go with where I see it going right now and I think you know it, it's going to keep evolving for sure that's mm-hmm. that's certain uh, but I think where it is sort of likely to go is um, there is uh, so I think where we are is there are boundaries being tested and opened up in terms of what sets of data uh, can come together uh, and can be analyzed. And you have to keep in mind that when you talk about healthcare, all of this is in the context of um, PHI and mm-hmm. sensitive data that you don't want getting in the wrong hand. Mm-hmm. And especially with all the data breaches that we are seeing happening every other day, it mm-hmm. becomes an even bigger issue. So, you know, that sort of is a little bit of a pull and push as it comes mm-hmm. to using and sharing more data and making sure that it stays secure. But mm-hmm. the way I see it evolving is I think digital and data is going to help healthcare mm-hmm. become more personal mm-hmm. in the truest sense because mm-hmm. the health, you know, health is as personal as it gets for an individual. Mm-hmm. And so I think digital and data will really help make it truly personal. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. help uh, bring more transparency mm-hmm. um, in the process. You know, we've all said, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you go and buy a dryer, uh, uh, you know, a washer dryer or whatever, you have, uh, you know, 500 apps and 
20,000 points of comparison and experts and all of that transparently telling you the pricing to, to pick from. Mm-hmm. When you go for an MRI or when you go for uh, a colonoscopy or mm-hmm. something like that, uh, you don't know, you know, what, 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 what are you really paying or who's paying on your behalf? Or if you're paying a certain premium, is that coming from uh, giving you access to a $2,000 MRI or, or did someone shop around and say, okay, you can have a $1,200 MRI as well. And, you know, can you positively mm-hmm. benefit from that mm-hmm. in terms of your own premium? So the point is, I think transparency uh, is something I feel digital and data is going to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, help healthcare evolve towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think finally, uh, it's also going to uh, result in some, and we are already starting to see it, but in, in sort of consolidation and collaborations across uh, the industry. So, Aetna mm-hmm. and CVS coming together is a the big play is uh, getting the medical and the pharmaceutical you know pharmacy data under one house and mm-hmm. truly sort of uh, leveraging that data to to drive value like it has not been seen thus far because those two data sets were so hard to connect and and uh, make sense out of because they all came from different entities. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like that's another type of uh, mm-hmm. you know evolution that digital and data are going to result and then finally maybe one more point on the clinical side i would say is you know i think uh, increasingly we'll also see digital and data help doctors and clinicians become more efficient mm-hmm. so it'll take any and all activities out of their sort of focus which is not their expertise which they should not be doing and figuring out ways in which all of those can be automated to mm-hmm. the point where you're really using their expertise for what it is for, right? So for a neurophysician, you want them to really focus on those aspects, not worry about billing mm-hmm. or coding or, mm-hmm. you know, putting the notes together or getting mm-hmm. the basic diagnosis done. All of that can be done through automation, digitization, you know, artificial intelligence and all those options. And I think that's going to be facilitated, uh, you know, in terms of how this evolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me acknowledge one of our sponsors, LiveLeap. L-I-V-E-L-E-A-P, LiveLeap. LiveLeap syndicates your Facebook live video to Facebook groups and Facebook pages at the same time, as well as multiple social networks. LiveLeap also allows you to send automated alerts to your email list, SMS list, and to those who follow you to make sure they jump on. Try Lively by going to lp.compymagicassociates.com slash lively. So I'm glad you mentioned uh, data security and everything because um, uh, some time ago I was uh, a consultant to a state government um, for HIPAA implementation. And the one thing I, w- I was always uh, stressing to the um, the DBA uh, who were always uh, at a meeting uh, was that um, if you collect data, then make sure you uh, you secure it, and uh, at best just break that data into uh, simple entities and the entities into different tables, so that even if you have to do any reporting, then you just join those tables around at runtime, generate your report, and de- uh, de-assemble those tables because. 
if you put all your data in one table and somebody hacks in, he goes, he goes off with that data and there's no way you can. But if it's in separate tables and you join them at runtime and just generate reports, if he comes, he's not going to be able to do any damage. So, yeah. So what yeah. is your, yeah, what is your biggest um, challenge in solving problems for your clients? What's broken? What keeps you up, up at night and why, Molik? Uh, yeah, so I think the biggest uh, challenge, and some of it, you know, you know, we, we've discussed that. So the biggest challenge uh, in solving problems for our clients is, uh, you know, so one is getting access to and making that right data and actionable sort of insights available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, actually working with them to make that happen. And, and the reason I keep bringing this up is, you know, you know, we don't see ourselves as consultants as, you know, people who come in, you know, I think we've all heard this story, people saying, you know, consultant is someone who comes and tells me the time by looking at my watch or whatever that, that saying goes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to be that. We want to be someone who can truly bring insights from, from the outside that, you're, that a client can benefit from and then actually help translate that into stuff that uh, actions that can be, taken by the client and we want to help with the implementation, making it happen. So the challenge is invariably what we find is when you're trying to bring about change or when you're trying to do something different or new, you know, there will always be people who are questioning it. And some of that is good because you want people to question. You want to make sure that when you're thinking through something, it's thorough and you've thought about all possible alternatives. But uh, our biggest challenge is not getting stuck with the 2% of exception Mm-hmm. And making the client focus on ninety percent of ninety eight percent of what's going to go right, and mm-hmm. invariably what happens is you bring something up and you know someone says, "Hey, but this is likely to not happen," and then everyone starts focusing on that, and no one has a chance to step back and say, "Hey, I know this is a challenge, but like, is that something that really impacts this initiative?" Ninety eight percent of this seems to be clean, so why don't we focus on getting that done and then worry about this two percent later? And mm-hmm. so I think you know that's an area where you know we think. Um, our clients struggle and we, we, we are, you know, focused on helping them focus on what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say probably that, that's a, that's a big element. Uh, I think what keeps me up at night specifically from an REIT standpoint is, um, you know, we're in the professional services space. We are in the digital and data services space and it is evolving so fast uh, and so rapidly that I think, you know, we are always thinking about balancing between investments and opportunities mm-hmm. uh, and keeping up with the pace of innovation and evolution in healthcare, technology, data, digital, and so on. So mm-hmm. there are always so many options and opportunities, but each of them requires some investment. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you don't have unlimited funds. At the same time, you don't want to be left behind mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, w- what's out there. So uh, the way we tend to respond to that is being alert two opportunities and then being agile and being sort of uh, opportunistic in terms of, uh, you know, not just looking at stuff that we can do, but being open to vendor relationships and partnerships and cooperation, you know, as opposed to competition, thinking mm-hmm. about how, how we can work with other organizations to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that allows us to um, do more. Uh-huh. Uh, we are not a, we are not a, you know, we are not a 10,000, 50,000, member company mm-hmm. uh, we are uh, you know much smaller in size and growing and but we still want to be able to address 
global uh, challenges for our clients. And so I think this approach has truly helped us in that uh, in that space. Hey, 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 if you're just joining us, um, you, this is God. Let me take a minute to recognize one of our sponsors, Crankfuel. Crankfuel is the simplest way to share your screen. Convert 22 times more with immediate software demos. Try Crankfuel by going to lp.copymagicassociates.com slash and um, for today's episode, our guest is Malik Bagat, the managing director at ERET, and he's given us a lot of insights and knowledge within the healthcare uh, industry. So uh, stay tuned and um, you walk away with a lot of uh, things to implement. Malik, um, how has analytics evolved in the healthcare industry? And how does one decide what's actually relevant? And I miss, I miss uh, this um, noise that is going around. I mean, what what is relevant and what's relevant and useful? I miss all this noise. Yeah, thanks, Carl. So yeah, so if I if I were to just get your question right, you're saying how how is analytics evolved in the healthcare industry and you know, how how does one decide amongst all these opportunities, amongst all this noise, what is most relevant and useful? So, uh, I think that's what we, um, you know, that's what we are helping clients with every day, uh, and and sort of doing, making some of the decisions ourselves as well in terms of what to focus on. And like I said, our single-minded focus through all of this is be abreast of everything, all sort of developments in the digital and analytic space. Mm-hmm. But in terms of where to have our clients invest, or where for you know where do we want to invest, it's, it's, it's a single-minded focus on what can generate tangible, measurable return on investment. Mm-hmm. I think if if everyone's clear on that, on the actual ROI, on the actual implementation side of uh, mm-hmm. of of anything you know from an analytics or a digital standpoint, I think that will help. Um, be sort of a, a big factor in making the right decisions. And so that's how we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, are thinking about this and advising our clients as well. But I mean, mm-hmm. analytics obviously has come a long way. I think, you know, people started with mm-hmm. um, looking at single source data and primarily historical analytics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is increasingly moving to multiple sources of data, real time mm-hmm. data or close to real time data. Uh, moving to predictive and prescriptive forms of analytics and, and sort of you know, elements of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, though I do think that some of that is um, a little premature in terms of uh, the true value that some of these machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, mm-hmm. uh, products out there are able to deliver. It's not for any other reason. It's just because you need a lot more data to feed in to any such algorithm or any such uh, 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 product for it to start truly generating, uh, you know, the, the sort of the, the machine learning and artificial intelligence insights. So there are some applica- applications, but you know, some of them are, I think, mm-hmm. still uh, still evolving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are right. Because in computer science and engineering, we always say, "Giggle." Let me take a minute to acknowledge one of our sponsors, Book Like a Boss. Take bookings make money, sell your services, take appointments, and manage your business using just one platform. 
try out book like a boss by going to lp.compymagicassociates.com slash boss. If you put garbage in into your uh, uh, data analysis, you're going to come back with um, another garbage out of your ana analytics. So, or your analysis for that matter. So, I mean, uh, what um, takeaways and um, actionable tips do you have for your peers? Um, that is um, your fellow uh, CEOs and other senior executives who are either listening now or will listen to this podcast uh, later on. I mean, in short, yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, so, you know, my thoughts are sort of uh, suggestions. Again, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, there are several uh, more uh, uh, experienced and, and uh, you know, experts in the industry than me as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not in a position to advise, but my suggestions that, you know, I have learned from the work we do is, uh, you know, I would say keep focusing on actionable insights and on execution. Uh, you know, if we stay focused on that, uh, I think it, it helps make sure that there is progress and there is measurement and the right decisions are taken. Uh, second thing I would say is leverage technology and digital smartly. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of uh, me tools and a lot of hype mm -hmm. there. But so, you know, use again the uh, the filter of ROI mm -hmm. to really figure out, you know, where you want to invest uh, mm -hmm. and what you want to leverage. Uh, third thing I would say is innovation can come from all quarters. So, mm -hmm. you know, make the, make your organization innovation, uh, obsessed, uh, in terms mm -hmm. of driving ideas and deriving ideas across the board. It does not come mm -hmm. only from the boardroom or from the senior mm -hmm. executives. I think it comes from, it can come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So facilitate that. Um, then I would say, you know, like I said, you know, it, it's time for collaboration and cooperation. I think competition is great, but more and more, as we start thinking about collaborating and, and cooperating, I think that uh, is likely to yield a lot more success and value overall. Uh, mm -hmm. And then finally, I'd probably just say something which is, you know, you know, uh, agile and you know, be agile. And I don't mean agile in the IT terminology of agile and Scrum Master and all that. I mean agile as an English word, which is, you know, be willing to pivot as needed. Be, you know, don't mm -hmm. wait for the whole hog before taking a you know, taking an initiative, take it in small bites, see what sticks, what doesn't, you know, fail fast, fail early if you have to, uh, you know, uh, you know, those type of approaches I think are, are uh, pretty helpful in, in today's times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, do you have any uh, final thoughts for this uh, podcast audience? Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, I, I had a great time uh, talking to you, Gordon, and some great questions. Uh, I'm sure uh, uh, none of this is news to you know anyone who's in this industry actively sort of dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, appreciate whoever has listened on it, you know, appreciate you doing that. Uh, more than open to questions. And so if, you know, I can, you know, reach out to me on my email, uh, mm -hmm. mbhagat at areed.com. If anyone has any questions, uh, happy to respond to that. Uh, but once again, thanks for the opportunity, Gordon, and uh, uh, you know, look forward to further such opportunities uh, uh, in the future. Yeah. So um, for today's episode, our, our guest was uh, Malik Bagat.
he's the managing director at Eret, um, a fast-growing uh, consulting firm. And um, we were privileged to a uh, lot of insights and everything during this um, episode. Um, it is possible in the near future, Molly could be on um, a panel discussion with other CEOs and um, in the healthcare industry, but uh, things will, will firm out later and uh, we'll let you know. So um, thank you for listening and um, have a nice day to the next episode. This has been Gordon and our guest was Molik Boret of Eret. Thank you so much. This episode was brought to you by the following sponsors. Call page, write message, book like a boss, live leap, and crank hill. Music was by Kevin McLeod. Please don't forget to tune in to the next episode. Until then, I bid you farewell. Bye for now.